You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello, retro movie lovers, and welcome back to the movie graveyard. We have got a gem here, an all-time cult classic that, you know, people have been hounding me about for years, telling me I gotta see it, I gotta see it. Well, I finally saw it, and now I gotta talk about it. I'm joined by, well, once again, by the loyal and faithful long-time uh, gravedigger here, Zach. Zach, how you doing? I am doing exquisite, baby. Is this your first time watching this, baby? Yeah, when I got the Blu-ray, it was my first time. Holy cow. Awesome. Well, fucking, uh, my boy here, he's like, oh, yeah, we should do that because uh, we both got the Blu-ray. And I was like, you know what? We got to do it. We got to do the world's first commentary. That's right. Exactly. You want to tell him what the commentary is or you want me to do it? I'll let you do it since it's your creation. Oh, we are going to fucking, we're going to be uh, slowly but surely masturbating throughout the entire duration of the film. And we are going to edge very strategically so that by the time we get to the scene where Linda Blair shows her luscious, big, fat milkies submerged in the bathwater, we are going to time it so that we blow our our noses all over the place That's live right. on the show. You got to keep it clean for when it gets reposted to YouTube, right? Exactly. <laughs> we're going to blow that shit. We're going to fucking we're going to blow the roofs off our house. That's why you got to say make up fake words like Play-Doh file. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the hills are going to flow with the white cubbies of of your boys, the goat and the zack. It'll be like uh, when lava flows down a mountain in a movie. You won't be able to escape it. Exactly. We were talking about it earlier, and my boy's like, oh, yeah, he, he posted a picture of like the, the, the donut factory, and they were glazing the donut. And I was like, man, uh, all this talk about cum, it makes me hungry for some biscuits and gravy. And uh, fucking, uh, I've just been craving it, baby. You're going to go nuts till you get it in your mouth? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we got the Blu-ray pause or the DVD, whatever you got. We got it paused at the, like the one second mark, pretty much, where it just says a motion picture marketing release. Keep in mind that the studio behind this movie was literally called Motion Picture Marketing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's I'm probably like, why it turned out so good, huh? Exactly. Fucking Danny Steinman. He he was probably funded by some mafiosos or something yeah. at the time. He was. He talked about it on the commentary track, and uh, the exactly. the production got shut it down because the mafia they stopped sending the money. Eventually, somebody else had to pay to reshoot the get exactly. the shooting started again. It was this Blu-ray has three audio commentary tracks, and they do they could have fucking just waited a little bit longer and had a, a fourth uh, audio commentary yeah. from our your boys here. Well, they're they're going to have it now, whether they like it or not. Exactly. We're fucking, we're giving it to him. So we got it at the one second mark, motion picture marketing. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when I say go, please hit play on your emotes and PS3 controllers. You ready, Zach? Hell yes. One, two, three, go. You got cock in hand? Yep. 
We 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 got prepared before we even started. We were all lubed up and ready to go while we did the fucking intro, and we're stroking and uh, very slowly though. Yeah, we're getting it. We're getting it. It's gonna be hard to last all the way through that um, that Lenny Quigley scene. You're gonna have to put and up they, with the uh, depressing exactly. nature. Of the very depressing. Yeah. I like the opening credits how it says Linda Blair in, and then like mm-hmm. almost like a 3D effect, Savage Streets. <laughs> it's very savage, very streets. Fucking, yeah. they need to make a sequel called Two Savage, Two Streets. I would have come. Yeah. Again, like after seeing this one. And they could have kept the same line from the end of Too Fast and Too Furious where he says, my pockets ain't empty, cuz. Exactly. They're not empty because we're going to fill them with cum, basically. Pretty much. Now, John Vernon, right? We got the starring credit. The sweaty Vernon. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Zach, but this opening scene of the guy, like, well, he's not really sneaking out of the house, but he leaves the house as a nerd and then he transforms. He has like a chimney or something over here where he keeps his oh, gang yeah. close. I couldn't tell what this was, this little hole. Like, it looks like a fireplace yeah. or something. It's weird. Okay, now he, he's not the Clark Kent we all needed. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's got this, like, maybe a doggy door. I don't fucking know. It's weird. Yeah, very weird, yeah. But he's got a secret cool clothes hidden in there to be the punk rocker. And he's going to go, this is the gang, the Scars. Yeah, but th- this this scene wasn't even filmed by the director. They filmed it afterwards because they're like, the movie's really going to suck unless we do the scene and he totally ridicules it on the commentary like what the fuck did that add to the movie you know what I mean? exactly you could tell right away that like the the camera handling of the direction was very fucking low t compared to the rest of the movie it was right now right now we know what's going on this is our fucking boy fucking steinman baby yeah he, he does even a sleazy uh, like as, as sleazy as the commentary is I, I don't think we can out-top Danny Steinman because he tells you every girl in the cast if they would take their clothes off or not and how much he had to argue with them. Exactly. Fucking Steinman. And uh, Steinman, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, he did fucking one of the greatest slasher films ever made. People hated it for a while, but, it, you know, it got its resurgence. And, oh, look, look at them dads, baby. But uh, finishing my Danny Steinman, like, oh, he uh, he did a fucking um, uh, Friday 13 Part 5, which is a know. great film. And then As that, the, yeah. The, the best jugs in the series with fucking Pam uh, W.C. Voorhees is her name. Oh, yeah. Ironic that they got somebody with the last name as Jason to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Danny Steinman himself, he's a fucking uh, amazing fucking uh, well-hung Chad. Very yeah. tight circumcision on this guy. He was t- like tight. his circumcision is so tight, like a razor sharp precision on that circumcision. And you don't like you. You fucking do like he's the guy that just comes in, fucking smacks you with his fucking amazing directing, cinematography, fucking acting, or, or fucking uh, directing and you know, everything. Like you just want, like you you don't even know what just hit you. Yeah, and we gotta talk about the gang here. You know they're all very old, but um, the oh, leader yeah. the leader of the gang. Uh, I forget all their names, but the leader of the gang, the guy with kind of like the longer hair. Like, he's got a thing where he's always, like, smoking a cigarette and then, like, after two drags, throwing it away. <laughs> exactly. You look the best when you're fucking lighting it up at first. But then after he's taking a drag. Now, I gotta say, like, like this movie blew me away when I was watching it the other day. Because, like, it starts out with this scene of uh, the girl the, the girl gang walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard. And, like, I never knew that, like, uh, Linda Blair had such a superhero physique. 
amazing. Yeah. I mean, you said it blew you away. Like as soon as you said that, I was almost gonna interrupt and say, "Don't say blow." Yeah. I got to keep my fucking mind off that while we're edging through this movie. Yeah, it's a funny thing. The army surplus store has crossbows. What army uses crossbows? Uh, something tells me that was like foreshadowing or something. Yeah, seeing that crossbow. I really like the the girl gang though. Is is like I mean, some of them are kind of in the background, but uh, I like this girl in the black here. Yeah, did you see on the back of the the Blu-ray case it says uh, uh, Linda Blair is the leader of the Satins. I never, I don't think I ever noticed that's their name of their gang. I was gonna say because you never see the back of their jackets. The only time they really wear the jackets is in the nightclub scene, and like the one girl's getting grabbed, and you kind of see it. And I thought it said Satans, and I was like the Satans. And then like exactly. when Danny Steinman was doing the commentary, he didn't even know the name. Like he's like he's like, what's it say on the jacket? What's the gang called? The Sharks? Okay, yeah, the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chad. That jawline on that Danny Steinman, I could fucking he could just like fucking crush me with that jawline. Like the fucking the the the, the fucking butt of a hammer just fucking crushes the fucking uh, the the nail into the fucking amazing. Amazing. Speaking of uh, jawlines, that profile shot, that long profile shot they hit of Linda Blair, she's got a Stacy jawline. It's perfect. Stacy. She is a fucking Stacy. Yeah. That's what they should have been called, the fucking Stacys. Yeah, the Hollywood Stacys. And then the fucking Scars. Oh, was that a fucking young, uh, our boy there, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> it looked like a nice. Exactly. He didn't have the patchy beard, though. That's how you know. Yeah. Fucking imposter. This this scene with, with the gang driving around like yelling at everybody it remind me at the beginning of New Year's Eve how them punks were driving mm. around yelling at everybody. Exactly, and they're uh, they're fucking walking on the the uh, the star shit. What's that called? The Walk of Fame. Yeah, the Walk of Fame. That thing goes on forever. I have to say, when I see these like Hollywood movies, I get I get um nostalgic because like I miss the days when like movie theaters like were just like. Like, they showed a movie, you know what I mean? And then, like, the mm-hmm. people would line up, and it would always be, like, a big crowd. Like, these old-style movie theaters that just had, like, one or two screens, they all, you know, went bye-bye. I miss that era. I think that's a lot cooler than going to see a movie at a fucking shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, there, there is, like, a... I remember the first time going to see, like, a movie at a big mega play. It was like, whoa, this is mind-blowing, man, all these movies. But like yeah, it does kind of take away the intimacy of it. Yeah, because like when I was a kid, we had a neighborhood theater uh, within walking distance of my house, and uh, it was originally a, a giant one screen, and then they did that thing where they did a lot of them where they split it down the middle, turned it into two screens. But it was awesome mm-hmm. because like, like at, like all your friends would be there. Like this is like a big thing. Like around the time it got to like Police Academy four and five, and like they were rated PG for kids. Like yeah. we would we would go on Friday night with like our friends to go see it, and then like everybody you knew from school, all the girls, everything, I just everybody was in the line together to buy tickets and go see a police academy movie. And like you really don't get that when there's twenty theaters and like everybody's coming in at different times and stuff. You really don't get to like run into your friends and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Very fucking low T on the yeah. fucking the movie theaters part. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's a fun fact. Sherry Curry was uh, originally cast as Brenda. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but that's pretty dark. It is. Fucking, they should have just uh, fucking, uh, you know, moved her around in the cast, had her still in the movie. Yeah, because there's like, um, 
she's in a bunch of other movies and like there's she's even in uh, i want to say it's twilight zone the movie like literally in one shot she plays mm-hmm. a girl with like makeup on her face where she can't talk she's like paralyzed no mouth yeah. yeah no mouth yeah this scene right here where they fucking mac on this guy's uh, like high school girlfriend. It's always funny because like she's supposed to be in high school. Uh, aren't they like? Well, what actually like do? Are they supposed to be in high school or no? Because they just show up. You know, they, they never say it, and even Danny Steinman was kind of confused or whatever. But like the way I took it is the little pipsqueak guy that they let hang out with them. I think he's in high school. Yeah, and yeah. then they just kind of like show up to sell drugs around the school. You know what I mean? Very fucking Chad, as you do. Yeah, but this you guy there, that... yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. This guy they're beating up. He's he's in he's in school though because they go and confront him at the school. Yeah, Danny Steinman. If you listen to his commentary, he reveals to you uh, why he cast this girl in the movie. I don't know if it's apparent <laughs> or not. Exactly. When they when they took that fucking top off, I almost blew. But I, I, <laughs> I, mean, a, stiff, you not? <laughs> a stiff finger up the butthole kept me going strong. We're good. And the thing that's really ironic is this guy that they're beating up, like, Steinman said it, and I was like, this can't be real, and I looked it up at Israel. The guy that they're beating up through the whole movie, in real life, he could actually kick the shit out of all of them. That dude was actually a, a, a world champion boxer, and he mm-hmm. was like, forget what his record was, but he was like, it's like 76 and 1, and like, he had like, out of his 71 fights, he had like 65 knockouts, and then like, uh... He had like two fights in a row where he got knocked out and he just retired. I'm like, could you uh, imagine that? Yeah, being that good world champion, you gotta you gotta retire just because you lost two matches in a row. It's crazy. Hell yeah, that girl in the red kind of looks like what's that porn star's name? She's Wait. like newer. I don't remember. I'm gonna, gonna have to fucking yeah. I might have to do some research. You might want to narrow that down a little bit. Yeah, there's yeah, only, only about fifty thousand of them. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that you were just noticing it too, and you'd be like, "I fucking know." Right. I was just thinking the same thing. Linda Blair reminds me a little bit of Siri in this movie. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that fucking the, the Siri porn star. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh, fucking Siri, who's that again?" And that's that AI. And then I then I remember, <laughs> I remember them big ass jugs. Yeah, Siri came back with a bunch of bad tattoos. Unfortunately, at some point, I was really disappointed yeah, with that. Yeah, she did. Yeah, the, the, did she have like a unicorn on her armpit? Yeah, it was like ins- yeah, it was like insanely bad. Fucking oh well, no. I'll still jack off. <laughs> You're doing it right now. Well, that scene where the girls were watching the guys do do the drug deal with the biker who drove up on the bike. That's the first bit of foreshadowing about what this gang's real intentions are. Because you notice when they finished doing the drug deal, the main uh, guy from the gang, he kissed the biker right on the mouth. Exactly. As you do. <laughs> we're done very, dealing drugs. Very touchy-feely, this fucking uh, this little click they got going. Yeah. You see your friends dealing drugs, you kiss them. Mm-hmm. You got to let them know where you stand. If, if if you're the one getting kissed, you're the beta. You got to do the kissing. You got to kiss them before they kiss you. Yeah. On the hierarchy, it's just it's how you set it, uh, set it up. So the, the girl gang just stole the guy the guy gang car to fuck with them because they, they pulled up earlier and being all rude, they almost ran Linnea Quigley over. So, like, you know, they stole their car and then they filled it full of trash. So that's actually going to be a very bad mood for Linnea Quigley in the future, ain't it? 
Exactly. It does. That's not good. They fucking it, it, they go savage on her, and then they get the savage done back even more, baby. Because the streets are savage. You know what's a very comparable movie to this? Like very similar in storyline. It came out like I, I can't remember the exact same years, but like eh, I think it came out maybe two years before this. You ever see Class in nineteen eighty four? I love that movie. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah, like the gang comes and like you think the gang is just a bunch of like bullshitters or whatever, but eventually the gang comes and rapes the uh, teacher's wife. Exactly. They are the future. Yeah, the future belongs oh. to them. This scene, baby. Yeah. Fucking. What is this they're doing? <laughs> they're doing uh, uh, jumping tits, I think it's called. Exactly. Is it, is it like there's a word like is it? Fucking uh, aerobics or something, aerobicizing. I don't fucking know. I really but like my dick is happy. Yeah, there you go. I really like that girl that kind of looked like Gina Gershon that that had the uh, headphones on and she was like dancing. Like uh, I thought they're like I was hoping to get more character development, but like that's the last time you really see her doing anything of note in the movie. Yeah, now look, now look, the, the leader of the scarves. Yeah. He's got no qualms about grabbing you by the cock. Yeah, he like this is how he intimidates the guy they wants more. And like the guy sold drugs for him and he's got the money, he's gonna give him the money. But like they just wanna harass him, it seems like. Like molest his girlfriend, grab him in the dick, like everything. Exactly. Fucking uh, Vernon walking up all yeah. sweaty. Sweet he's getting ready to say he's getting ready to say the big uh, classic line people remember from this yeah. movie that he says. <laughs> Yeah, he, he I, it, when I first watched this, because I wasn't like paying his attention, I didn't catch all the innuendos coming from the gang, I didn't really understand why he just automatically called them a gay slur, but if you look <sighs> in the context of the movie, the fact that he caught them grabbing one of his students' penises, like, like it, you know, I know that people say, oh, you can't, like, whatever, just call people by these names, you know, it's so incorrect, but is it incorrect when they're grabbing a guy's penis against his wife? Exactly. Maybe Fucking that's they, they, yeah. Maybe that's the only time where it's justified. If anything, that's probably what they originally called their gang. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the fucking most alpha move to go by. Yeah. And, and then, like, he like they if they're still around, they probably do change their name to that because it's like you can't even call them by it. you get fucking uh, you get stern talking to. He's got fucking razor blades on his ears and shit. Yeah, I was wondering about that, if it cut him, like, when it swinged around. Because it looks like he just put a razor blade on with, like, a, like a what do you call it, a paper clip or something. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the real chat of the school. He's, like, an athlete. We don't know what sport. But <laughs> exactly. He's always strolling around looking at girls. He's got the fucking, uh, you know, Letterman jacket on. Yeah. He's got a nice fucking tight circumcision. Yeah. Fucking with that bulge. Fucking just the chatting around, fucking you know, trying to get all of them Stacy's wet, babe. Yeah. And, like, it's so funny because, like, he's supposed to be, like, the boyfriend of this girl, but the, the cheerleader girl, but then he's always hitting on Linda Blair. Like, As you do. Here he comes right do. after. he's He was looking at the cheerleading squad, now he's coming in to just leer at the uh, the girl's gym class. He's and Linda Blair is just fucking uh, like he, she's so un uh, you know like she has no uh, fucking desire like she he's what the kids call a simp he's yeah. a Linda Blair simp and she's just like oh that fucking simp what a bitch 
He's got stuffing in his fucking crotch. I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a boner coming out through a handkerchief. Amazing. Like, why do you, I think, why do you stuff yeah, I th- a, a dinner napkin in his pants like that? I think that's uh, really a Chad move, though, because yeah. that absorbs all your gummies if you fucking uh, you blow without, yeah. you know, wanting to. Exactly. But he's a he's a real uh, diamond hands trying to hold on to every single girl in the school. Exactly. Fucking, uh, he's got paper hand energy, though. He does. <laughs> Fucking beta. Yeah, apparently, that guy right there with the uh, like the blonde hair that's really weird with the, the eye makeup. Yeah. Apparently, like, I remember it's been a while since I listened to the commentary with a boy, Stymon, fucking yeah. Chad. But, like, I remember him saying that, like, that guy was really weird. Like, uh, yeah, he said it was creepy off camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking uh, one of those, like, oh, uh, the, I think he's just playing himself. I don't think he's acting. Yeah. Fucking. Which is weird because out of all of them, he seems like the one out of those four guys. He seems like the one that actually seems like more like a professional actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, yeah. like, like he looks like the guy who just like ruffled his hair up and put the eye makeup on for the role, where everybody else looks like real true scumbags. Exactly. What if he, it was all like a thing? He was just really into the role. Mm-hmm. He never broke character, and fucking even Steinman didn't know it. Like, didn't realize that was going on. Next thing you know, he spent 20 years in jail for rape just because he got too into his character. Exactly. What do you think about those people that take a, like a role super seriously? Like I've heard a bunch of actors that I like really respect kind of like poo-poo it. Like, uh, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, we're all actors here. Just fucking show up, play the character, and then the, stop. The thing is, is like I kind of get it for certain roles. Um, especially like if you're doing a role where like you have to put on like a certain voice, like, you know what I mean? Or an accent or something like you don't want to in between every takes, then just start talking in your regular voice and all that. Like, I think the only thing is like, if you know, draw the line, maybe if, uh, like you start being rude to everybody else. But uh, mm. but but I I don't mind the people so much who they say like oh so and so is playing the bad guy so he stayed away from us I think that's actually smart like if you need yeah. the other actors to like be afraid of you or like you know hate you know hate you supposedly like it I think it does help the project if you just like you don't have to be like rude and mean but if you just keep your distance while you're filming you know yeah I get it yeah. Here's another fun fact. Brink Stevens auditioned for the role of Heather, the sister, alongside good friend Linnea Quigley, who ended up getting the role instead. And fucking, like, Brink actually drove Linnea to the audition. You think she was like, that fucking bitch, she outstacied me. I think she probably said that until she saw what the role was, and then she's like, oh, you can have it, Linnea. Exactly. Fucking Linnea. But girl, yeah, but Brink did get a role in this. We'll we'll try to show her later. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, she's very much in the background. Fucking seeing Linnea and our girl Linda, uh, it's it's getting hard, man. Oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. No early birds. We can't blow soon. We gotta fucking stick to the schedule, baby. Well, yeah, this is it's going to get really tough right now. Exactly. No, I gotta, I gotta say, because he's like, oh, got a shower or whatever. I thought this was Linda Blair at first. <laughs> exactly. Look at the, look at the, look at them breasts. But, but it's like they do the longest slow like Transformers s pan up shot of a naked woman to hit, and she's not even a character in the movie. See, I, <laughs> I think that's Brink with the towel on her head right there. That looks like her. It might be, yeah. Because I looked and looked for her, and that was the only person that looked like her. And then later when the fight's going on, then you can see her. She's in the background 
And you can see her, like, her totally topless and stuff, but it's it's only for, like, a split second. Fucking our boy Steinman knows how to make a fucking film. Yeah, no. But yeah, the, the did you notice like when that chick that started the scene, when she was soaping up her, her titties and stuff, she she got a look on her face like, is he still filming? Like, <laughs> did he not cut away yet? And it's like exactly. Did we need still a, filming. Did we need a crane shot for this? Did have, exactly. Did it have to be eight minutes long? Very Chad. Very Chad. Yeah, you don't see Christopher Nolan doing shots as good as that in his movies. Hmm. Oh yeah, I, I I remember the name of that chick. I didn't really remember. I just looked it up real quick. Her name was Riley Reed, the porn star. Oh yeah, you know I've heard that name and I I've looked it up because I heard so many people talk about it, but I always forget uh, like exactly who she is. She's a fucking bub. I'm sure. Very Chad, very Stacy, if you will. I gotta say, like, the thing that's funny is, like, as exploitive as this movie is, like, the parts where they actually, like, want to tell a story, like, it's actually well done because, like, mm-hmm. Steinman, like, this part, like, it gets, like, you know something bad's gonna happen. I mean, I knew just because I always heard about the reputation of this movie, but this, like, this scene where Lene is kind of just, like, hanging out in the gym by herself and it's, like, quiet, like, it almost reminds you of, like, the movie Carrie or something. It has, like, that weird dream, like, quality where like you just know something bad is going to happen at at, at any time yeah yeah and it's weird that this is like the only movie well i don't know if it's the only one but like whenever you already know you know linnea quigley and she's like she's big as a screen queen stuff when you go back and watch this and you notice the scene where it's like oh well i didn't know like i remember when i watched this i was like i had no idea Linnea Quigley had the fucking uh, implants, and yeah. it's all—it's shocking because it's like when you see it, it's like, yeah, it definitely seems like they're trying to portray her as like being like you know super young, uh, you know high school, and then you see it, it's like it may it gives it an even more like unsettling feeling because uh-huh. like now she f- it, it really feels like she's just like, oh wow, this is like yeah, she's like way younger than them, and she like that. This is like this is a younger Linnea. We never seen this before. Fucking weird. Uh, but apparently, like, I wonder if like this is the movie. Like, she got the paycheck. She was like, "I'm getting some fat ass titties." Well, you know, you know what's weird is, um, I saw her. I'm trying to think of because I watched so much shit with her lately for the Screen Queens episode. But it's like one of the Blu-rays has like some behind the scenes shit or something where it's talking or she's talking about like her early movies and they show clips and like her first movie was this like horror movie where she's in this bar and this guy like pretty much rips her clothes off and he pours beer all over and stuff. And, like, mm. she had, like, a more voluptuous body, and, like, she had pretty large uh, chest, but uh, but but she was, like, more filled out overall. Like, she's really unrecognizable, like, I, like you know, personally. She, yeah, personally, she's I super, think she, yeah. yeah, but then super she, skinny in this movie. Yeah, like, like, for, this was, like, in the, like, late 70s, maybe really early 80s, and by the time she got to, like, 83, 84, she got insanely skinny, and she lost her boobs, mm. that's why she had to get the implants. Exactly. And it might just be like the the way it, they're shown too, because she's yeah. like laying like kind of an awkward angle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This part's creepy. Yeah, when he starts fucking because he's sex in the windows. He, he's hitting on her, and she actually likes it. And it's just kind of like, like I know their intention was to rape her to get even or get revenge or whatever. But he, it seems like he could have just had regular sex with her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But, Linnea was down. Yeah. See, she's laughing when she's doing it. Exactly. 
Lene. Yeah, she's she's a bab. Yeah. But you know what's funny is like I love the scene too where the uh the cheerleader girl gets in uh Linda Blair's face. Mm-hmm. And Linda Blair just basically like, you know, sorry, you know, I got something to do. I can't kick your ass. And then they get into a girl fight. Like, I think Linda Blair's outfits in this movie are like, no kidding, like some of the best like female costuming I've ever seen. Because she always looks pretty and hot and everything. But she's like, she's got like a almost like a weird like masculine edge to her to like show she's a tough chick, like the leader of a gang. You know what I mean? Exactly. She's going to fucking, she's going to lay you out and fuck you, baby. Exactly. Because, like, honestly, like, I don't know, like, I don't know why it's, like, just because I haven't, like, I've seen, like, Hell Knight a long time ago and stuff, but, like, I didn't realize how good, like, I knew she was awesome as a kid in The Exorcist because I've seen that, like, a hundred times, but, like, I didn't realize she was, like, this good of an actress at the time. Like, I kind of, like, she deserved to be doing something better than these B-movies, in all honesty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those fucking uh, those fingerless leather gloves. Oh yeah. Who who actually has fingerless leather gloves other than a badass? Exactly. You know she's. You can't, I'm pretty sure if you try to buy that shit and you're a pussy, like the like they'll come out and beat the shit out of you before you can actually oh, yeah. take them out to your car and have them. You know exactly. So especially female sized ones. Exactly. Johnny Steele, yeah. fucking from the Critters. He had the fingerless gloves. The Power of the Night. Wasn't it his song, mm, The Power of the Night? Exactly. That song played like eight times in that movie. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> everybody had to always see him on MTV or whatever <laughs> to know who he was. That's how powerful the night is. It, fucking, it, it plays every fucking night, all the time. It's the power of the night. Streets are burning. Streets are savage. Yeah. I always thought Johnny, whatever his name is, I always thought he, when I was a kid and watched that movie, I always thought he was supposed to look like Mick Jagger. Yeah, probably what they were going for. No, Linnea can't escape the gym. Like, this is a good long shot here where she runs all the way into this door and then the guy's standing there. Mm-hmm. This is where it all fucking comes crashing down. They take her innocence. Yeah. If for anybody that didn't know, this is a rape revenge movie. Yeah. Well, some of my favorite, you know, that's, I always love revenge movies. Like, I, I love the simplicity of just kind of a good old fashioned revenge story. But then, like, the rape revenge stories, like, they're always, like, yeah, they have a special place. Like, the, the extra sleaziness, exploited yeah. kind of feel to it. They, they they give you like it's it's weird. It's like that thing of like if you kill a person in a movie, it's not that big of a deal. But if you kill a dog, you get everybody angry. Same thing. Like if you kill a person for a revenge movie, it's like okay, okay, I can kind of buy it. But if you rape somebody in a revenge movie, then you're like okay, I really get why you want to kill everybody now because there was a rape, you know? Exactly. They, you ever see that movie Teeth? <laughs> no. The movie about the chick with the vagina teeth. I know about I it. Thought, yeah. yeah, they needed to make a sequel and make it a rape revenge movie where it's the only rape revenge movie where they get the revenge as they're being raped. Mm-hmm. It'd be short, but it'd be fucking donk. You ever notice these two other girls fighting in the background of the shower for no reason? Exactly. <laughs> Steinman like, even said like he didn't know why because like, they're completely naked fighting, but he said they were a stunt woman and he couldn't stop them from fighting. They just kept beating each other up. Exactly. They're pretty good looking for stunt women, in all honesty. Hell yeah. Fucking, it's just like, hey, well, there's, we need some more shit to fill out the scene. Some people fight in the background. 
And the fight's funny between Linda Blair and her because like they spent half the fight just going around and around the little shower pole trying to get at each other. <laughs> exactly. You think that fucking PE teacher secretly like this is fucking hot? <laughs> of course, she's a she's a female PE teacher. She exactly. liked it. Exactly. See that? There you go. That might be one of the reasons. Like she's laying on her back with her arms stretched out. That always yeah. makes your boobie look smaller. Oh yeah. I mean, she had zero body fat. So I mean, exactly. If she was like leaning over or something, you you see her more. Because when the guy, I was surprised. Like she looks like completely flat. But when the guy grabs her, there's there's something there to grab. Oh yes. By the way, sorry if anybody stumbled into this and is highly offended, but we are watching Savage Streets. Keep that exactly. in mind. Exactly. Exactly. We are doing the commentary. We gotta fucking yeah. keep it sleazy. This is the first commentary. You gotta fucking lay on that. You can't fucking pussyfoot around that shit. In that one shot where the guy was like like all like excited or whatever, with the guy with the bandana on his head, the red bandana. I just realized for the first time how much that guy looks like Vince McMahon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> WWF. Hell yes. Oh no, this fucking scene is it can't be hard to watch, babe. Yeah. Especially with the the nerd guy. And see here's the thing is you gotta keep in mind with the story later is the nerd guy, like he, he did enjoy it even though he's sorry later. Exactly. Like if you if you watch him, yeah. When he thrust him. Now this is this is one of the best scenes here where she's trying to smoke in the principal's office. <laughs> Exactly. I would just let her. I would too. I mean, why not? What the fuck are you gonna tell Linda Blair not to smoke? She's gonna fucking beat your ass with those fucking fingerless gloves. Well, it's funny too because the cheerleader girls like I thought it was funny. She's all crying here when she's the one that fucking started the fight. Like, <laughs> it's actually a good touch because that kind of is how it happened. Like the the goody good one that did, like doesn't go to the principal's office is always like extra fucking scared. Yeah. I'm worried that they're going to get fucking in trouble. It's like, well, you're the one who wanted the fights back. Because it's like, Linda Blair, she even told her, like, like I wouldn't fuck your boyfriend or whatever for anything. So, I mean. He was the last dick on yeah. earth. That would fucking crush me if Linda Blair said that about me. Yeah. Because, like, oh, fuck, especially, like, back in the 80s, when she looked this good, it's like, I wouldn't fuck Zach if he was the last dick on her. That would fucking crush. I would probably get blackpilled right then and just fucking. Exactly. Exactly. Just fucking uh, completely just shut down, become an incel. I thought it was interesting. I never knew around the time this movie was made that Linda Blair had a sizzling public romance with Rick James. Exactly. The super freak himself. Yeah. No, so here, here's where you know it goes really deep because they're arguing over who gets to rape Linnea first or next or who goes second or third or where the exactly. fuck. And the two guys, the two main guys of the gang, they grab each other and they kiss and then they laugh. So it's like... That's, that's how they, they assert their dominance. Like they decide who's going to get to <laughs> next, <kiss>. basically. <laughs> and they start laughing. It's like, okay, I guess it is your turn. But it's like I've never seen a movie like this where the evil gang was like, so, uh, you know, aggressively homosexual. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, uh, what if they just went to, like, just uh, any random gay bar and, like, whoa, whoa, these guys are wearing leather. They look badass. Let's get them. And then they just showed up and started kissing each other and they didn't realize, like, yeah. and they didn't know it was a gay bar, maybe. They were just like, why are these guys doing, like, I guess this is like a total fucking high T fucking uh, dominance thing. It's really Chad, if you ask me. 
Yeah, here's the thing. They hear somebody coming, so they all run out. And then the leader of the gang, he kicks Lene in the face. And it's supposed to, like, almost kill her. Fucking asshole. And, like, you're supposed to, like, spend the rest of the movie wondering if she'll survive or not. And it's like, yeah, she got kicked in the face and whatever. But it, but originally, Danny Simon said she got kicked three times in the face. And the, the producers mm. wanted to tone it down, you know? Fucking producers always fucking ruining the film. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Just because it was so gross that she was like getting raped on the floor, next to like some urinals and shit. I kind of feel bad. Like, yeah, they, they had to film need, that. Yeah, it probably didn't need three hits. It already no. feels fucking uh, scummy enough. Yeah, like on the floor, fucking urinals. You know how many guys just pissed oh. all over that floor? I was I was thinking that too uh, recently when I watched the uh, sorority babes and the slime ball ballerama. There's a scene with Linnea and this other guy, and they're 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 hiding from the demons or whatever in the bathroom. They're sitting out on the floor next to the urinals. It's like they're so like because they filmed it in a bowling alley like after hours after they closed. Like you're telling me the ten minutes in between the bowling alley closed and you came in to film that that floor was cleaned really well. Like you were sitting mm-hmm. and pissed the whole night. <laughs> That's a fun movie too. Yeah. You ever see the trailer for that movie where there's a different voice actor doing the... Yeah, it's completely different for the imp, yeah. Really weird, yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like a, we're stumbling into an alternate universe or something. Yeah, and like I always thought it was weird the, in this movie, though, like the way they find Lene. Because Lene gets raped in the boys' bathroom, but... Because the the one girl, I think it's the Hispanic girl in the gang, she had to go pee. She finds her in there. Like, how would she find her and totally passed out in the boys' bathroom? Does she just like to go piss in the boys' bathroom for some reason? Exactly. Oh, also in the in the fucking slime ball, the fucking dude that wants to have sex with Michelle Bauer, yeah. so he wishes that she would like be hot for him, yeah. and then he spends like the next hour and a half not having sex with Michelle <laughs> Bauer, even though she's all over him. What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Like literally, and there, and there, yeah, on the commentary for that or something on that, they were saying that the guy. They wanted him to wear, like, you know, the jockey shorts, the tidy whities And he's like, no, I can't do it. I got to wear boxer shorts. It's like, you know how much better it would have felt filming that scene in tidy whities instead of boxer shorts? Exactly. That's why he didn't want to blow his fucking nose. Yeah. To fucking embarrass himself like fucking Jim from American Pie. Like what, like, one of us are going to be if we don't fucking make it to the scene coming up. I know. It's kind of a boner killer watching that 20-minute rape, but... But it was just what we needed to keep us going. That's true. Speaking of edging, I I was watching a video today of, uh, do you know the guy that reviews movies on YouTube called Jeremy Johns? (laughs) I don't. Yeah, he's like one of the top reviewers. I say he's probably one of the top three reviewers. And he was reviewing the Super Bowl commercial for a Marvel show. And he was saying, oh, I hope they make these shows at least an hour long. He's like... Because I hate it when the shows are only half hour every week. It feels like they just keep edging you all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, look, fucking Brian Adams with some fucking glam makeup on playing the drums there. Yeah, like what was the guy? He had like a little lightning bolt on his cheek or something. <laughs> Very fucking alpha. So these guys uh, don't leave your fucking uh, your your lady around. These guys will fucking steal that shit. Yeah. Now and this is fucking just dripping. Can't stay away from him. This is a scene Danny Steinman said makes no sense, and I kind of agree with them, that when Linnea's in the whatever, you know, 
hospital almost dying like they go to like celebrate at like a teen dance club and like Mm. linda blair has this really heartfelt scene where like she's like crying and talking about you know i don't know if i can live if my sister dies and all this stuff and like danny simon said like yeah he's like i never wanted this in the movies like he's like but the producers insisted we have some stupid night like nightclub with people dancing because like yeah yeah, story-wise it makes no sense I guess you could like justify it by saying they're trying to like stay positive and yeah. just get their mind off of it, maybe. But th- but then the extra layer of weirdness is that like the mom comes to like the teen dance club to like sit around with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like is that the mom or is it like just some? Yeah, it's the mom. Yeah. Yeah, I never I never really picked up on like is she like maybe she works for the school or she's like some kind of guidance counselor or something. Yeah, she just kind of, like, pops up throughout the movie, I think. Because, like, later there's, like, a weird scene where she answers the phone with a towel on her head. <laughs> like, she exactly. gets out of the shower or something. That's the fucking Stacy move. This is my favorite part of the Steinman commentary. Where he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, what was this scene for? He's like, oh, I guess just to establish that location. So they really mm. did this shot just to show that they hung out at a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. As you do, especially when you're in the fucking the scars, baby. You just hang out in that warehouse. You can fucking kiss on your your compatriots all you want. No one knows. All your boyfriends. Nobody will know you're in the. It's like a what a fabric warehouse. Hell yes, fucking. There's nothing that more manly than fucking uh, sewing some fucking nice costumes together. Fucking, uh, you sew them together for your drag queen. Fucking, uh, yeah. So you know all that shit. That's fucking manly as fuck. Just kiss all your boyfriends and fucking just uh, sew some shit. It's awesome. Oh, These guys are fucking. They're a whole new fucking uh, level of manly. Yeah, I know. Because I always wonder how like the rapist guys, you know, get it up for a rape, like. A, you're raping somebody, and B, you would think, like, anybody could walk in at any time, catch you, go to jail for, like, 20 years, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, they get, they get it done. And I think these guys, the key to them is when they're raping girls, they, uh, they can do it because they always have one of their hot boyfriends nearby. Exactly. You know, I was just, like, uh, literally, like, what is more manly than two men having sex? Like, fucking, that's double the testosterone. Test, yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, that is man. That is everything. Because uh, when uh, a man and a woman have sex, that's just one person having uh, testosterone. So it's half manly. Yeah, it's half testosterone. So that's low T. Two men together, that's very high T. Exactly. So especially if they're big bears with fucking leather and yeah. shit. That's very high T. Yeah, I wonder if the leather thing is like a thing that was really ever popular or if just like Hollywood movies did it to like be funny. Yeah, it must have been because apparently, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, like, uh, what's his name? That, that really does look like that Riley Reed girl. She's, yeah. she's like, I, I remember I was, I used to, I was like, oh, she looks like, uh, the fucking, uh, kind of, you ever watch The Office? No. Well, like, or that newer show, the, the Kimmy girl. The Kimmy? Well, what's her, what's that show? It's like, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a girl who was in a cult. It's like a doomsday cult. She gets rescued. Oh, yeah. Like the a, one that like wears the lipstick and shit? It's like a, it's like a sitcom. I forget yeah. what the, yeah, like she was in the opposite. Like she kind of reminded me of her too. Yeah, Riley Reed does look like she belongs in this uh, movie. I'm looking at her now. Yeah, that's who, that's who I kind of thought it was. 
Oh, yeah. She looks like in her movies, though, Riley Reed looks like she plays more like the Linnea role from this film. Hell yes. She got a hairy bush, too. Does she? That's her, like, her trademark? Very 70s. Yeah. What was I saying, though, before I got fucking sidetracked on the Riley Reed thing? Uh, I'm not sure. Hell yeah. Doesn't matter. Before that, we were just talking about having very high tea. Very high tea, yes. As we do. Like this commentary. Yeah. Who else could pull this off? Nobody. Man, they hound this guy to the ends of the earth. They couldn't even wait for him to get back to school the next day to ask him for the money. Yeah, is this all the same guy? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same guy like three times throughout the movie. They grabbed his dick, everything, and like he handed him a wad of money, and I swear to God, it just looked like it was like three $20 bills. So they literally grabbed this guy's dick over $60. Exactly. He probably paid them to grab his dick, actually. I mean, he could have. I guess that's what he was doing either way. But like, yeah, fucking. Uh, oh, we, we, we was, I think we was talking about leather, cause like. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like that was a. Uh, uh, I remember uh, Judas Priest, our boy. Whenever, yeah, like, yeah, when he started doing the leather thing, that was like, oh yeah, it was common, kind of like where I hung out. So it must have been going on at least some places. Cause it was funny, cause you always saw like leather. In movies, uh, like guys wearing leather like that, like in real serious movies, um, like cruising, or you saw it like in Police Academy and like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 or whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. because I know everybody claims that like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is like a super gay movie and all this kind of thing. But like, if you look at the leather bar scene, there's actually men and women in there wearing leather. So that was just like a leather bar. It wasn't even gay leather. It was just leather, leather. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. See, I love fucking Nightmare on Elm Street too. I do. I, I, I like it's one. It's one of my favorites. Like it's in the top three for me. Exactly. I, to me, that's yeah. when like that's Freddy at his creepiest. To exactly. me, exactly. I really, I really love it too. Cause like for some reason, like I didn't see the first one in theaters, and like I saw it on HBO, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then, like, yeah, from part two on, I saw every Freddy movie in the theater, except the remake. I, I, I waited for video on that, but... Fucking Chad. Like, you, you always out-Chad me. Yeah. And I feel emasculated. I've, I I almost just lost my boner during this commentary. <laughs> now, pretty much the gang sits here, and any girl that walks by, they grab him and pull her down on her... Uh, their laps and this one guy was like uh complaining about the girl's chest wasn't very big you think he would like it being smaller fucking exactly this chick is she's a bad though i fucking it, all boobs is good boobs yeah and, the and, 80s hair though those fucking the, those mullets that the chicks had oh almost. i love them oh they're best. exactly i like how like fluffy they are mm-hmm like, the one nerdy guy in the gang, like, the pipsqueak guy, like, on the commentary, they were saying he had an Al Pacino vibe, and, like, I kind of agree with that, especially here with the leather on. Like, he kind of reminds me, like, I almost think, like, they were, like, uh, paying tribute with um, this to the movie Cruising. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you think about it, what like, what's Cruising about? Al Pacino's a cop who has to wear leather jacket to go to a bar and be around like gay men having sex all the time and this guy gets in the gang he gets a leather jacket and he's around a gang that's having sex all the time yeah i wonder why they picked leather is like maybe that was to throw people off or something 
Because that was back whenever you, you had to fucking, like, hide it. He couldn't really come out. The way I always kind of seen it was, like, when they would dress up in the leather, it was, like... Because it was always, like, very theatrical leather, like, lots of studs and things. Mm. You know, it wasn't just, like, a leather, le- leather jacket that a guy would wear or whatever. I think it was more, like, to be literally just very high tea and be, be like, overly masculine, you know what I mean? Very Chad. Exactly. Fucking Brian Adams drumming away again. Yeah, and, like, these two just, like, random guys were trying to, like, help that girl out because they were all, like, molesting her and stuff. And, like, yeah, they they beat everybody up. And it's just, like, it's, like, he really gets, like, the gang, like, they really get away with their shit. Like, people let them get away with it, but then they always got to push it too far. Like, they groped Mm. the waitress. She was fine with it. They groped this girl. She was like, okay, guys, you had your fun. Now let me go. And they're like, no, no. Like, what was their plan just to hold that girl hostage all night long? You know what I mean? Like, like they literally passed her around the table and everybody groped her. And, like, she was fine with it. But, you know, they had to keep the shit going. Exactly. And then then they fucking, yeah, they act offended when she retaliates. They're Mm going to get... Like, oh, she cut my face with a knife. Yeah, it's like you were th- threatening to slit her throat after you all just like put your hands up her crotch and chest. This is one of the best uh, sex ed uh, scenes in the cinema history, probably. Yeah, Danny Steinman even got the teacher to be a hot lady too. That's interesting. Exactly, fucking what a Chad. Yeah. R.I.P. Danny. Yeah. Did you ever see his other movie? Like, I, I've still never seen The Unborn no, or what's the it called? The Unseen. Yeah. Unseen, yeah. I think it's a horror movie, right? I've heard him shit on it, though, that, like, yeah. it was basically, like, interfered with by everybody involved. It wasn't really his movie. Well, for people who don't know, he made, like, four movies where he was credited as director. He made a porno called High Rise, then he made mm-hmm. The Unseen, then he made Savage Streets, then Friday the 13th Part 5. And on the commentary, the guy asked him, like, oh, you know, what was your favorite movie that you you think was the best movie you made? And he said, actually, the porno was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because, like, I I guess with this movie, he didn't really like it because when they did the commentary, it was the first time he saw the finished movie. Fucking Chad. (laughs) They went and, like, reshot, like, that stupid scene of the guy changing his clothes and, and, like, all the songs, I guess, that they added in, like... He didn't do that part of the the movie, whatever. Do you see that special feature where he basically admits that he he agreed to this movie because he wanted to have sex with Linda Blair? <laughs> no, I think we'll he says that in one of the special feature. I have to check it out because on the commentary he kept saying like he just signed on because like literally he signed on to direct this movie like the day before they started shooting because they fired the original director for some reason. And, like, yeah, he just heard Linda Blair, and he was like, yeah, I was going to do the movie no matter what, but now I know why. Exactly. This was after, I think this is the movie she did right after Roller Boogie. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Roller Boogie? No, but I, I want to see it. I saw it one time. I was like, why ain't I seeing Linda Blair's boobies in this movie? Because it was and then I, tame. Yeah, then I, I realized, oh, it's rated PG, that's why. Yeah, you got to go to Savage Streets. Exactly. We we talked over the part though where he's like, uh, "Disco sucks, yeah. rock is dead, or punk is dead. Give me rock, or give me, give me head." head. Yeah, oh, man. And she actually writes it on the board. I know. What a teacher. What then, a fucking king. And then she makes his other girl explain what giving head means. 
That's so fucking sexy. You think fucking Danny Stein was recording this? It's like, oh yeah, someday somebody's gonna do a commentary to this movie, and they're yeah. gonna be fucking, they're gonna be edging and shit. It probably would have been his greatest uh, achievement to him. Now I want to, I want to know what this kid is with the bandana around their throat back there with the shaggy hair. I could never tell if that was a boy or a girl. He looks like a kid that like was a uh, fucking like yeah like a little kid that i remember was uh my mom like uh <laughs> i remember like back in high school my mom was like there yeah, there's this little fucking i think that's a ch- yeah he's got a she's got a purse purse like a girl, yeah. yeah yeah there was this little kid who had like the same haircut looked the same it was a little like a little dude and like fucking uh my mom was like yeah, this fucking kid, like, we saw him at the video store. She's like, he's been giving me shit, like, because I had to kick him out for, like, trying to shoplift. Mm-hmm. Now he, like, gives me shit every time he sees me out and about. So, like, yeah, she was like, he said something to me while we were taking the movies back. And fucking, I was like, little fuck. Little fuck. Fucking with my moms. What a little fuck. Shit stomped his fucking head. I, li- exactly. I like how the teacher tells Linda Blair, like, stay after I want to talk to you, and she just lights a cigarette up in the classroom. <laughs> Amazing. That's what you do. And the teacher's trying to be like, I'm sorry, everything that happened to your sister. And Linda Blair's like, so fucking what? It's none of your business. <laughs> exactly. What if this turned into a fucking porn? And she was like, oh, thanks for staying after class. You want to help me, uh do this or fucking uh, all those boards you know fucking uh i'm sure Stanley would have liked that exactly look at look at that picture he's got is that a penis in, in between those titties <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I never noticed there's also like a look, look when they show like the close-up see the girl with the giant tongue like that's weird yeah and there's a cartoon of an eagle hole and a pair of testicles in its mouth <laughs> that's funny i never noticed the- <laughs> That's a dog, our boy, fucking Danny. I lo- almost, made me, almost made me lose this commentary. I uh, I like, too, that like the, the whole uh, class is just dancing around before the teacher comes. <laughs> fucking doing that jig on the desk. Amazing. They got a boombox. Everybody's dancing with the plastic skeleton. Shaking the butt. There's that chick with a bandana around her neck that looks like a boy. It's fucking dancing around with a skeleton. Amazing. I know. Why didn't I do this shit in school? This is very Chad. Yeah. This would be the reason to go to school. Mm-hmm. Here's another fun fact. Arrow Video released the, the movie on DVD fully uncut for the first time in the UK in 2011. However, many of the copies were destroyed in a fire at a warehouse during the London riots in the same year. This DVD is now considered rare and is highly sought after by collectors. I have that. I didn't realize it was... Yeah. That's the one you got, huh? No, I have... Uh, oh, I did have it. I think I still have it. It was like a Region 2. But then they... A Scorpion releasing put out uh, a DVD, and that's the one I'm watching. I I wanted to to rip the Blu-ray, but like I actually forgot what day it was, oh. and like yeah, it started a little later than usual. So like it was gonna take too long, so I I put in the DVD and I'm watching that instead. You re- you recognize that guy though? Yeah, that's the guy from. Uh, he's also oh, that's amazing. That's a nice fucking see they that's they good art. Like they drew it with a tight circumcision, too. Very, very tight. It's almost like a plastic cap on the end of it. Exactly. Very close attention to detail there. Yeah. Very fucking tightly circumcised for Christ. 
We're like, yeah, well, like, I, yeah, I didn't realize that. That's, uh, did you, did you see, see this guy has a little tiny, like Barbie doll sized pair of handcuffs hanging from the back of his leather leather uh, vest? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, you could tell like somebody was like, oh yeah, costume designer, make this look punk or something. Yeah. Like, how can I do that? Uh, safety pin inside. Uh, it looked little like, handcuffs. Yeah, it looked like little handcuffs to put on your dick or something. <laughs> oh, hell yes. You'll never get fucking uh, away from whatever you handcuffed to then. See, this little picture, he's not sorry now. He's, like, still kissing the gang's ass. Exactly. Cloud chaser. I love how the main gang guy too, like he's like legit like smoker. He has like the green teeth that smokers get. Exactly. Oh, I was gonna point out that's the guy. He was also in uh uh Friday thirteenth. Uh he's Friday. the guy who's like snow flurries up the nose. Yeah, he's cocaine guy. Kinda looks like Dean Cameron. Am I remembering right in that he's related to Danny Steinman? He's not. Re- he's not related to Danny Steinman. He's related to uh, the guy who I think was originally going to direct this, but directed other movies. Oh right. Yeah. He's he's he must be friends with Danny Steinman though, because he's yeah. He's in both those movies. Was it, was I forget it, what his name was. Yeah, yeah. I t- I'm blanking, but I, yeah, I knew it like yesterday. It's like something D Simone, but um D Simone, yeah. But uh. Yeah, so like they they had to refilm this scene because the first time because the guy's like really funny and like Danny Steinman had to do do the scene he was like real funny in it, and then the producer was like, "Eh, we don't like this. Reshoot it. Make it normal." Blah. Mm. But it is a funny scene. Like she she starts fighting with this girl and then like rips her top off or whatever. Exactly. Which this this girl would not like let it go about Linda Blair stealing her nerd boyfriend. Now here's like the really perplexing thing. Okay, w- watch this, uh, Zach. She rips the thing off. Her nail totally scratched that girl's boob too. If you notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she run. She's now this girl's top is from the whole class. She's mortified, trying to get out of the room, trying to run out of the room. And look, her boyfriend, the Chad athlete, he's laughing and slapping the teacher, going, "Oh, that's so funny. That's your girlfriend, dude." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking did, what? Hey. Did, did nobody explain to this guy his character's motivation or what? Exactly. Fucking. And, and it was the girl he has a crush on. Fucking uh, just completely uh, fucking made a mockery of his girlfriend, too. I did like the earlier in the scene, though, where he he was telling Linda Blair, he's like, there's something about you. You're dangerous. Anything can happen. Like, that is kind of like why you like would like a bad girl like Linda Blair's character in this, you know? Oh, yes. Like uh, something tells me this fucking this girl was like possessed by yeah. uh, by the devil or something when she was little or something. Something's weird. You you would think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe she cured herself. Maybe she uh, stood in front of a church and held a Bible up in one hand. Hell yes, Chad. Because that's the most religious thing you can do in life. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh. This scene coming up, which one of the friends do they kill coming up? I think it's this girl with the orange yeah, her, tank yeah. top on, yeah. I liked her, too. She she had spunk. She had spunk. Like, not in the close-ups, but when it's, like, in the group shots, it's hard to tell, like, this girl and this other girl apart, like, because they kind of, like, or look the same. They have the same poofy hair. Mm-hmm. 
And that's right. She's getting married. So like, and she, you find out she's pregnant. So they yeah. kill a pregnant girl. She's got twice as much reason to get revenge. If you kill her, you're killing two people. Mm-hmm. It's funny too, because then they're like, "Oh yeah, like she's pregnant." Wasn't she the girl in like the beginning opening montage when they're walking around the street that's like chain smoking? Hell yes! <laughs> I thought she that was. kid. That kid's gonna be a water-headed idiot. <laughs> He's gonna look like Jason Voorhees. Hell yes. Yeah, my, I, I said that to my mom. I was like, fucking, uh, uh, I was like, did you smoke when you were pregnant with me? I remember this growing up. And she's like, yeah, I did. Uh, we didn't know back then. I was like, that, uh, I, uh, you're the reason I'm a water-headed idiot. Mm. Yeah, like, I always think it's funny because, like, like my, my mom smoked back in the day, too. But, like, I remember growing, even, like, when I was growing up in the 80s, you'd always see women, like, like smoking was really a woman's thing in the 80s like it's weird but like almost all women smoked and like they would get pregnant and they would suddenly quit cold turkey for nine months but then they would start smoking as soon as their baby was born again and i'm like come on you like you can't fool me you can't tell me those women really went nine months cold turkey with no cigarette while they're pregnant you know exactly it's like that scene in dawn of the dead where you she, she's smoking and you know she's pregnant it's like yeah. this seems off yeah it, it is disturbing like it really is <laughs> uh well another thing too is like think about it most people don't know that they're pregnant the second that they they conceive a baby you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like you, when the baby's really like a tiny tiny little embryo thing like they're just smoking away it's like trying to develop and it's probably why a lot of birth defects happen mm-hmm this this uh, fun fact goes with the last one. It says the BBFC, British Board of Film uh, Classification, demanded a, to- a total of 24 minutes worth of cuts to the film before its release in the UK. At the time, the BBFC uh, had a virtually zero tolerance to sexual violence and the use of a crossbow. Oh, yeah. The- Very low T. Yeah, the BBFC back then gave this movie a very tight circumcision. Exactly. The BB low T is more like it. I gotta say, like, this impressed me that that she's getting chased for her life and she's still holding on to the wedding dress. Can't remember if it was her hat or her purse that she has in her hand, but like she's she's carrying all her shit still and she's running for her life. She ain't giving it up for these pussies. Yeah. You think they'd be less prone to sensory movies since they're they're called the big black fucking cock. I know. Fucking weird. The big weird black people... film sensors is what they are. Yeah, fucking betas. You know what's also weird too is like you know the country that like really censors movies, like even like regular movies like Predator Two and shit, and still censors mm. them to the day is Germany. Like, don't you find really? that weird and ironic? Like, yeah, because I had a I had a copy of Predator Two. It was in a steelbook Blu-ray, and I mean this is like recently. This is like the last ten years. I put it in, and, like, just even from just my memory of watching the VHS and DVD of it, I'm like, what? Like, what happened? Where's this scene? Where's that scene? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you fuckers are still censoring sh- Predator movies from fucking 1991 or whatever. They also, like, that's the home place of, uh, what's that name? Yorg Bugarit or whatever, the guy that does the fucking necromantic. Yeah. Fuck. They make the worst shit out there. And they have the worst history of fucking genocide, but they gotta censor movies. Fucking hell yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, when you watch this movie, you you know this girl's dead. Like, as soon as mm-hmm. they catch her. 
He just picks her up over his fucking head. He kind of like it. Yeah, he kind of turns into an incredible Hulk. He like hawks up and like rah. They're all trying to stop him, and he's just like, "Fuck." Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say they're trying to stop him. Just the little pipster guy's like, "No, no." Yeah, yeah. These fuckers talk about broad daylight murder, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck boys. They are fuck boys. Yeah, that dude with the fucking the bandana around his neck does like fucking very much. He he's got yeah. some uh born in the USA vibes going too. I know. No chance. Exactly. Especially when he gets his like mean face on, he looks like when Vince McMahon overacts. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Vince McMahon. See what if we we find out that the fucking the the leader scar is actually him? And he comes out. He's like, "It was me all along." <laughs> he could. Heavy dog, heavy dog, and then he gets fucking Rocky. He comes in and the motorboats him in his ass. Oh, that'd be great. Amazing. His face would smell like ass sweat for weeks. Exactly. I, I I got something. To, uh, speaking of uh, coming, like I, I I got something to bring up. Uh, I forgot to say when we did Biodome, like mm-hmm. you, you know, like later in the film, like when uh, Polly uh, plants the marijuana plant and he goes up to it and he's like, "What's your name, Purple Sticky Punch?" Like, why does yeah. he make a cum face when he says that? Oh, <laughs> it's very weird. Exactly. <laughs> is he cum- Is he <laughs> ejaculating in his pants just because he's standing next to a marijuana plant? Exactly, the fumes. Yeah, <laughs> just the smell. Mm-hmm. He's got the, he does, he's got the cum brain for the for the weeds. Yeah. Yeah, some of these girls in the gang, man, like, you really don't ever get to see them. Like, they're really just, like, hardly ever around. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the gang really is, like, the girl gang, at least. Like, it's really, like, inconsequential to the plot. Like, it's just... It just it just had to be more believable that it would be a girl gang that would steal those guys' car, you know, instead of like one or two girls, you know. Mm-hmm. But I always wonder, like, when they're out being tough bitches and everything, like, why'd they have like sweet little innocent Linnea around with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're they're really protected. Like it seemed like yeah, they they were protective over and didn't uh, didn't go quite as uh, you know. Into what they do when she was around. Because there had to be other girl gangs that they would run into and probably have fights with and shit. You think they wouldn't want her around when that happened? Mm hmm. Yeah. This is like a good almost horror movie scene, too, where like the pit sweet guy like sneaks into the hospital to say that he's sorry for raping. Exactly. This is how fucking our girl finds out that yeah. there was the scars. Linda Blair driving a tightly circumcised Mitsubishi Jeep, which I don't think they make anymore. Mm-hmm. At least not in America. They don't sell them. Fucking this scene. Fucking. See, what would they have done if she died? Yeah, like, I don't know. They would have been fucked. You know what would have been the like? What if uh, fucking uh, our girl Linda Blair fucked them to death? Like oh, she had like better. she crushed them with her thunder, fucking uh, her powerful thighs. That's what Michelle Bauer from Slimeball Bolorama would have done. Exactly. 
Those thighs, they just grab your dick and they don't let go. <laughs> oh yes. Who originally said that? <laughs> I forgot who what movie that was from. I think Danny Trejo said that. I was gonna say it sounds like Danny Trejo. Yeah. Maybe Very Chad. Maybe he said it in uh, Dust of Dawn Part Two, Blood Money. <laughs> Probably, yeah, something like that. But it's kind of funny though, because like even though she doesn't have like the actual revenge outfit on, she kind of has like a loose version of her black revenge outfit on already in this scene. Hell yes, but it's just like a, a loose circumcision. It doesn't get the job quite done. Yeah, because the, the the real one, like the bodysuit or whatever it is, it's it's very like when she zips it up, it's very tight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I, I remember. I, I remember. Yeah, it's coming back to me. I remember I listened to uh, Danny Steinman's commentary, and then there was another one. And I want to say it was uh, like maybe uh, cast members or maybe producers. Yeah. And I remember they said that during that scene where she's uh, she's using the crossbow for the first time, like uh, they um, she she showed up late to the set, and like uh, like uh, they were waiting like hours, and like that scene was maybe supposed to be like daylight, but they, they shot at night instead or something. Yeah. And like they were like, oh yeah, she was hanging out with her with uh, Rick James. I was gonna say Rick James, he would go disappearing for days. I like that scene of the pipsqueak running down the street. Like that was actually a good scene, and how they they cut they slice back in little snippets of the rape scene. Hey, oh oh, we're here, baby. Oh. We, we made it. We be- oh! bad oh. oh! Wow, you even did the sound effects. Too. Oh, hell yes! Oh, we did it. We completed the come oh. the comment. Oh, all right, that's it. I was wondering, I was wondering how we were gonna play this off. When yeah. Like I knew it was coming at this part, but I wasn't expecting it that quick. But Those I actually love that are... scene though. Besides, you see how awesome her superhero physique is that's the youtube that's like when you say play-doh file you gotta you gotta say linda blair has a superhero physique they go together while she's zipping up those beautiful flotation devices she's got there yeah but i love it because it's like and she said it's like a european movie and i agree because like it i'm not this isn't this is actually being honest it took me about four or five times watching that scene until i realized that like she's actually very slow like she's also smoking a cigarette in this in the bathtub and she's very focused like it's, it's actually believe it or not it's actually a character moment because the it zooms in slowly into like tight zoom into her face uh to you know show her emotion it, it's actually a very good scene in that way it's just as a man you can't help be just let's be honest you can't help but be distracted the first couple times you see it Exactly, cigarette burning. She's got. She's fucking. She's a woman on a mission. Yeah. She's decided, like fucking, like she's contemplating, like, is this worth killing people for? Like, yeah. Should I do? Should this? I do it? She's exactly. like, fuck yeah. Hell yes. It's it's funny too, cause like uh, like in real life, it's not really cool to have like people smoking around you and stuff. Like if you're not a smoker, but like. I do like it in movies when women smoke. Like, it does, like, look cinematic. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. It does, yeah. Especially if it was Linda Blair in the 80s, though, smoking yeah. around you, you wouldn't. You, no, no. You, you Believe me, you wouldn't care. It's just, like, it's just one of those things, like, it just visually it looks cooler than what it really is. Mm-hmm. 
See, I bet that dad is just like, holy shit, my son is a Chad. Yeah. Fucking Linda Blair's like, oh, can I talk to you, your son, please? Yeah, he, like, oh, he, he, he tried to give her shit too. I was just like, if Linda Blair comes for your son, like you gotta, you gotta say right this way. Well, see, what if he was really sleazy? He's like, well, you want to get to him, you gotta come through me first. Yeah. You gotta fucking rock my world, Linda. Oh, I'm sure she would have sliced him up. I like Hell the yeah. I like the way this scene ends because she's got his knife to his throat and it cuts away and you just assume that she slits his throat, but she actually doesn't. Mm-hmm. She shows Moisey. Yeah. The See, supply sergeant. <laughs> exactly. What if she was like a a prey mantis? She she's gonna she's saving for later and she's gonna fuck him and then kill him. Oh, that'd be even better. That's, or no, or no, that's the, true revenge. The prey mantis. I think they eat the, the yeah. lover. They bang and eat you. Hell yeah. See, that's the way to go. Yeah. You gotta go. So donk how the back of that car was just a big door you could open up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't build them like they used to. Yeah, I loved it when she came out and got in the car. She had to, like, before she swung the door open, she had to look at the traffic to see if anything was going to come and hit her. Like, that's mm-hmm. how you know it's true guerrilla filming. We haven't really talked about it yet, but, like, this movie does have a good cinematic look, I think. It does, yeah. Like, it doesn't look like those, like, other, like, super shitty, cheap movies at the time, you know? Exactly. I'm gonna, I gotta do a pee real quick, and I'm gonna grab a drink, and, uh, technically I need to clean up after we just uh, unloaded the fucking, uh, the the cummies all over the streets. They're (laughs) flooding. They're flooding. I hear the sewer drain whooshing outside. Exactly. So yeah, so like the gang guys like come to their hangout, and it's like a weird thing. Like it's just kind of like a plot device that he has to drop off the two other gang guys by themselves, the main gang leader, because he got something with a with a girl he's got to handle by himself. And it's kind of a weird scene because they're like, "Oh, can't we come?" And then she's like, "No." Like again, tying in how uh, I don't know. Like I don't know the word for for this type of thing. Like what these guys are, the multi whatever group sexual, pan sexual, whatever they'll fuck anything that moves. But uh, I like how Linda Blair comes in here. She's hanging out at the warehouse, and uh, she of course uh, does her sex appeal. You get to see full on how badass she is. Like you think that? Well, I guess they kind of do know, but she's got her arrows strapped to her uh, thigh there. But she's trying to make it sound like, oh, just come on in here. We'll all have a good time, which, you know, the one guy's all about. But the other creepy guy, he's just like, hey, something's like not right here. You know, the the fake uh, we got Vince McMahon and Johnny Rodden here. Of course, she unzips her uh, tight uh, jumpsuit thing. But yeah, like th- this movie's weird though, because like it has the sleaziest feel of it. But it like like I said, like cinematically, like it looks good. The cinematography's good. The lighting's good, and like it does. And I was always like, you know, I always heard like all oh, the DVD releases, whatever. Like I always thought this movie would have like a real beat up master or something. Like I guess somebody at some point like knew that there would be money in this movie because like. Yeah, like, the elements are good. I mean, there's a couple little pops and speckles on the Blu-ray, but, like, in general, like, yeah, it looks really good. Exactly. So, like, basically, after uh, all that, like, the rest of the commentary is going to be super profound and intellectual because we got the post-nut clarity now. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, we could talk about some more of the, uh, you know, the, the cinematic things going on. Not just talk about the the boobies and stuff. We're not suffering from cum brain anymore. Exactly. The cum brain's all out. Yeah. It's been purged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I like I like this too. Like how she's just like. Uh, like I like the sound; it's pretty good. Like the echoey effect of her yelling through the warehouse, and they're trying to find her. It's like a, like a dangerous game of hide and go seek. Exactly, she's fucking. She's ready. She's not taking no prisoners. Uh-uh. Why did this guy put up his mask though? His bandana. He's wearing it as a bandit mask. I mean, he, he's he's about to do a a rape type situation, and like he has some dialogue too. You remember this is like the Vince McMahon guy where he's like. Like he, it really comes out that he hates women because he's talking about he's yelling at her that they're going to hide the salami so up her up, up inside her it's going to destroy her and all this stuff. Exactly, this guy is red pilled and <laughs> based. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's based and red pilled. All right, he's probably looking up into the flat earth. He's been hanging out with the guy from fucking you know, the, you know New Year's Evil. Fucking yeah. See, he's pissed off because of his fucking boy fucking threw himself off that building yeah. fucking all that shit and as he was he's falling down to his death he yelled research flat earth and then he started <laughs> fucking he started looking into it and he's fucking exactly it's all making sense to him now yeah he was one of the people down in the parking lot he witnessed him mm-hmm. scream research flat earth exactly but uh but yeah like could you imagine what this gang could have really accomplished if they had evil leading them instead of the other guy Mm-hmm. Cause See, what if that what that kid with the fucking blonde hair is his son? Like yeah. they, he started hanging out with the son, and they started his gang. Yeah, because evil didn't suffer from bisexual cum brain the way these guys did. He knew how to formulate a plan and see it through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Evil was all about uh, fighting for the men's rights. Exactly. See, look, that would have been great. Oh wait, oh never mind. I'm thinking of a yeah. I was thinking of a different thing. We're going to see it. We're going to see what I was thinking. Yeah, this is Linda Blair's favorite uh, line from the movie where she tells the guy to uh, bend. If if he was double-jointed, he could bend over and kiss his ass goodbye. Oh, yes. And it's pretty slick, too, how she hides the uh, cro- the crossbow like out of frame so you can't see it. What if you were double-jointed and could fucking bend over and fuck yourself in the ass? Hmm. I don't even think that could be possible, could it? Even if you were oh. double jointed. Oh, you did. You'd have to make it possible. <laughs> <laughs> Unless your dick was made out of rubber or something. <laughs> exactly. Fucking, he just like snaps in half and fucking and fucks himself in half. Yeah. See, like you wouldn't even need to hang out. You wouldn't need to leave your house ever again. Now, th- th- this is kind of weird here too. Like, this is my only real criticism of the movie. Like. The other guy comes and he sees the guy with the the arrow through his throat, and then he's gonna fall and slip into the bear traps. But wouldn't he see them like nearby at this point? Like the staging oh, of this yeah. didn't make any sense to me. See, yeah, they probably they should have made uh, the warehouse darker or something, so we yeah. had to get closer to him. Yeah, but or, then we couldn't see Linda Blair's yeah. uh, excellent physique because he literally just fell backwards out of fright. But then he mm-hmm. fell into the bear traps, but that makes no sense because he would have seen them like laying right there next to the guy's body, right? Exactly. He's fucking, he's far sighted. Yeah. 
I like this where I was like, really? She's going to light a cigarette? And then she just can't. The lighter don't work. Exactly. They're setting something up, I think. Yeah. Those were some Stacy earrings. I really like the earrings she has because they kind of usually cast a shadow on her neck. Mm-hmm. And then we got the fucking... See, this is a... Uh... Oh, wait, yeah. D- d- isn't there kind of a weird way that they... Is this one of those movies where, like... She kills the uh, the the leader before she like, I guess not because she already killed the other two. Yeah, the lead, she kills the leader last, but he's just the hardest I'm thinking, to kill. I'm thinking of uh, I spit on your grave. Yeah. She kills the leader like, you know, like second Early. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always unsatisfying when they do that. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Especially the, yeah. the the ending they did go with, like kind of the weakest of revenge is the last one. Yeah, the guys in the in the water at the end. I uh, I thought it was weird that he didn't want to take the other guys with them while he ran that other guy over. It's like why? Like they already know. Like they watch you murder a girl in broad daylight, <laughs> mm-hmm. and plus they do rapes with you. They're not going to rat you out, dude. Exactly. You think he's ready to get his fuck on? Like he's oh, like, yeah. guys, I'm back. He's got the bag of party favors, everything. See, this is what you need. You need friends that you can just get your fuck on with. You never need women around, ever. The name you can of, be red-pilled and based. Oh, you would be if that was going on. You, they, The name of their gang should have been the Fuck Buddies. Hell yes. He really fuck had, boys, he really had paper hands the way he dropped his beer there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He dropped it at the first sight of anything. Fucking he, you know he fucking didn't let the uh, the stock ride. Oh, you can see the. Did you see that? Yeah, the string. <laughs> Good. You I can see him. Yeah, you can see him big time on both. That's what I was surprised on the commentary. Stein was breaking down how you do it and that you with the lighting you can't see the strings. I'm like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, like, it wouldn't be donk if, like, it was supposed to be there and she started, like, pulling on it, like, with, like, you know, the string. Oh, yeah. This is a great Maybe. shot because you never see people do this where they have to pull the arrow out and there's meat and shit on it. I did mm-hmm. like that. See, you'd think, like, I'd probably just fucking break the other side and, like, yeah. or break, break the one side and pull it out the other way. Yeah. That's, that's what I always think. I was actually watching a... Believe it or not, a Hobbit movie last night, and a, a guy got an arrow in the leg, and then he had to jump into a water, like the like a beer barrel, and like when he jumped, it, it like broke the stick off in his leg. I was like, damn, that's harsh. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, it was probably you said he didn't notice the strings. It was probably because he wasn't doing a commentary, so he still <laughs> had the cumbering. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get the clear eyes. Exactly, like that fucking commercial with our our boy. Exactly, clear eyes. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird because like usually these movies are like very memorable, like with the the bad guys. Like I don't really know how to take the the bad guys in this one. Like, like they do a lot of bad shit, but they don't have a lot of like individual personality or character. Oh, they they fucking kiss each other. That's Chad. <laughs> That's pretty much all they do though is be bisexual. Hmm. See, how do you get revenge on, uh, like, you can't use your sexiness to fucking get revenge on guys that don't even fucking want to fuck you anyway. They're already fucking each other. That makes it harder for our girl into blur. That's what I was saying when you was gone. Like, she lures him and those other two guys in the warehouse with her sexiness, but then it's just like, 
the other guy knows it's going on because he, he don't have cum brain. He's not excited by it. But I was like, either way, you knew something was up because she had a big quiver of arrows on her thigh. Yeah, well, anytime I hear cum brain, I think of like a fucking uh, a brain in a jar with milk. And this is what I've, uh, I picture, just like submerged in milk. <laughs> That's the cum brain. Sounds like something from a, a science fiction movie where like to keep the brain alive, they have to keep opening mm-hmm. the jar and coming into it. Exactly. It lives on cum. This what? is the that's the shot where uh, she showed up late. She was, was uh, her and our our boy was getting their fuck on. Yeah, and free base super umbrella. freak, super freaky, super freaky. She's How much would you king. pay for that sex tape? Um, uh, probably probably not that much. Honestly, I'm not really a big Rick James fan. Oh, is he? <laughs> He fucking uh, maybe he just sat in the background. Maybe she's fucking satisfying herself. That'd be great. I think I would play double the price if it was just her by herself. In all honesty, mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing. He's but, just sitting in the back there doing his dance. There was a Rick James sex tape. I remember seeing it like on like the news or whatever. Like he, um, him and his girlfriend or wife at the time, they held some girl hostage for like I don't know what it was six days. They burned her body with crack pipes and they had sex with her. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's like as much as I, I as much as yeah. I like Rick James songs, like I, that's what I think of every time somebody talks about Rick James. I try to make a joke and it fucking goes to some dark real life yeah. shit. Yeah. Who was the uh the old school like uh rock and roll god who like uh they found sex tapes of Chuck Perry. Yeah. <laughs> He was into pissing on women yeah. or getting pissed on. I think something. he got pissed on, yeah. Amazing. Very Chad. Yeah. Yeah, there was a podcast that like brought him up like nonstop I used to listen to. Mm. Like I wanna say he owns like some kind of business. There was something like a tanning salon or something he was a part of. Or maybe he there's like something where there's like cameras in a bathroom too. Mm. He I was filming. Yeah. Yeah. Very Chad. Very Chad. So we need his biography, his biopic. You think he had like a weird sterilization fetish? Like he thought pissing on him like made him sterile? <laughs> he could It's like, oh, now I'm fucking, you know, I could, uh, a doctor could like put me inside, uh, you know, a, a, a wound or something. I'm sterile. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like with the Rick James thing too, like it's, it's hard, um, like you, you expect every like famous rock and roller just to fuck a lot of girls, and you know, probably eventually, you know, you gotta up the ante and, and bang three, four, five girls at a time. That's what led Magic Johnson down his road. But like, when when somebody has like a, a fetish or has done a sexual crime that's just like either disgusting or it's like insanely funny, like it's hard to see them in the same light ever again. Exactly. Like, uh, I can't remember what band it was. I think Def Leppard, like, they had so many chicks after them that eventually the roadies had to start banging all of them. So, like, the roadies would have sex with the girls, like, I I think under the stage or some bullshit, and then take them back. So, like, to me, that's, like, kind of, like, a low-team move if, like, your roadies already had sex with them before you get to have sex with them. Exactly. It's almost like like your roadies are cucking you. Exactly. 
You're swimming in there, stew. Yeah. It was funny too, because like on the commentary, Steinman like he 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 thought the whole concept was kind of unbelievable that that Linda Blair could like get revenge all these guys, but like they play it pretty good that like even though she initially fucks this guy up with the arrows and the legs, like she kind of botches everything after that. Yeah, it starts to look like they're gonna he's gonna get the upper hand. Yeah, and he does a couple times. Like, I'm curious if you could walk after that, after you're having all the tendons and shit in your quadriceps, like, torn apart. Yeah, she she stabbed him in the fucking groin area with with that switchblade. And then she's going to fucking dump some paint thinner on him. And then she's going to go to light it. And it's not going to work. She tried to light her cigarette. She's out of fucking juice. Yeah, I know, like, I was wondering who kind of did this first. I guess this movie, because I think this came out first, but the this is a very reminiscent of the ending of Chopping Mall, if you ever seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Kelly Maroney goes in the paint store. Exactly. And I always love whenever they, like, they catch on fire, they're, like, 18 inches thicker. And, like, the uh, their faces are, like, poking out, like, because it's like a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, that happened in Slimeball Ballarama. They 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 threw somebody on fire. I think it was one of the girls, and then all of a sudden she became Michael Myers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of never like fire stunts in movies because like they either have that phony look to them, or like I don't know, it's just like it's just like too dangerous of a thing to be doing just for the sake of making a movie. Like, can't you come up with some other way to safely mm-hmm. fake kill somebody? You know. Maybe that's exactly how it looks in real life. I've never seen anybody catch on fire. That's your Maybe they face do. puffs up. Yeah, you just instantly get like thicker. And then, like, I hate it when they started doing it with the CGI. Like when you see somebody rolling around in a movie now with CGI flames on them, it always looks fake as hell. Mm, it's always too yellow looking. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Linda Blair's a babe. Yeah, she is. That's pretty much the whole reason to watch this movie. I would say. Was there anybody uh, more babe than Linda Blair at this time in history? We're talking about 1984. Jeez, that's hard. I think I think some people could make a a case for Phoebe Cates and Fast Times and oh, Gremlins, yeah. but me personally, like I was, my breath was taken away when I watched this movie the other night. Like I had no Same. idea Linda Blair was this babelicious, honestly. Exactly. See, he just got the cum brain. I know, and then she and then she gets covered in it too because now she has to roll around with them, mm-hmm. like they're fighting. He's choking the shit out of her. See, he knows how to fucking make the orgasm better. <laughs> yeah, he's going the uh, unfortunately the road that a lot of people went down. Exactly, you need to, like you need to find a chick that knows how to fucking you know knows how to choke you out. But then, like you know, if you if you pass out, she can like you know, smack you back to life. So you, you don't need a die. sex robot that knows how to time it exactly right. Look how fucking thick his face is. Also, <laughs> like like I'm not kidding. Doesn't he really look like he has a Michael Myers mask on? Exactly. Look, his, his hair looks slightly shorter too. Yeah. Well, it's getting burned up. That would make sense. Amazing. Yeah. He kind of looked like he almost looked like uh, fucking what's his name from Little Monsters. The uh, fucking their buddy, or uh, the, the buddy of the, the the real bad guy that we find. Oh, yeah, uh, the hunchback guy? 
Yeah, we find out he exists like right at the end of the movie. I know. She looks really good covered in fucking paint thinner or whatever the hell that is. Well, she's got to be careful too because she's covered in the highly flammable shit too that he's covered in. She's got to stay away from the flames. She's too fucking hot to catch on fire, I think. Yeah. Amazing. She's all traumatized. Yeah, I, always, I mean, I know you're not supposed to question too much of these type of movies, but um, I wonder what her story to the police was about what happened. Exactly. It's just like the, the tagline of uh, fucking don't spit on, or I spit on your grave. Yeah. She just burned. See, this is the real fucking movie, because she never burns anybody and I spit on your grave. Mm-hmm. She just burned fucking a maimed uh like uh i forget the other the other adjectives but like fucking this is the real one and like that's a no jury in the world's gonna convict her exactly like if you're like one of the burn victims that gets it like really bad like you know how like it pretty much takes all fleshy stuff off your skin like everything your your dick's gotta burn off right probably yeah yeah that sucks it's very does sad Mm-hmm. Then that like then you would just completely be black billed. Like fucking yeah. 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 You would have no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides Linda Blair, I, I like the girl in that one shirt back there with the, the weird flowers or whatever is on it, the print. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have had more of a character. Because apparently there was a lot more characters according to Danny Simon. He rewrote the script to make it more simple. And a lot of people, like the gym teacher, she, how she just runs in there while they're fighting. She originally had, like, a whole storyline the gym teacher did with, like, two or three other scenes. Hmm. We could have found out that she was a lesbian gym teacher. She was into the Linda Blair. Uh-huh. She could Like, she, she got the job just to get closer to her. Like, fucking, uh, yeah, I, I really want to see Linda Blair's tits. Yeah. The shower room. It's funny, too, because, like, um... I think Linnea is supposed to be the little sister, but I have a hard time believing she's younger than Linda Blair because just because Linda Blair looks really young in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Linnea did too, but Linda Blair, like, there's some parts where Linda Blair looks like a grown-up woman. There's other parts where she looks like a kid. Like, she still kind of looks like she did in The Exorcist. Yeah. Fucking, I, here's fucking the, the, the slam and song at the end, baby. Yeah. All these movies had to end with a, a rocking track. I got the soundtrack to this on vinyl, actually. Really? You got one of the vinyls? How like how long did it take you to track that down? I was just uh, looking through uh, on uh, eBay, and it just I saw it, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm getting that, baby." Dunk. Did Very dunk. Did you have Bob Desimone? That was that guy's name. Did mm-hmm. you have to pay a lot of money for it, or did you get a deal? I think it's pretty cheap, yeah. Yeah, you probably got it right before the the mania kicked in mm-hmm. for Savage yep. Streets. Oh yeah, people masturbate over this movie like no other cult film in recent years. Let's say, Doc. Hell yeah, we did it. We did the commentary. We, we got all pulled it off. Exactly, we got the post nut clarity, and then fucking uh, exactly. We, we we you can't hear us, but we're both smoking cigarettes right now. <laughs> exactly. Very very awesome. 
Or like Scar, the leader of the gang. Mm-hmm. We just uh, we fucking smoke it for like two seconds and we light up another one. Yeah, I'm sure you know about this, but just to talk about it, like it, it's it's a uh, very sad that uh, Steinman uh, his career ended like as quick as it did because um, he uh, he did this and then the producers uh, of I think Friday Five saw this and uh like apparently they were thinking of investing in the movie and that's why like they kind of were tracking the project and so that's why like right away they hired him for friday five and i know friday five gets a lot of shit but i mean that's not his fault that was just the story that the producers wanted to do but Mm -hmm. uh, after that he was he had five movies he said lined up and he he got paid for him and stuff and they just all eventually one by one fell through and like to the point like they were actually promoting that he was going to do last house on the left part two Part two, yeah, yeah, but he said the people that were trying to finance it, they they didn't fully have the rights, so they couldn't really do it. So that sucks. Yeah, no, no. What if he would have cast Linda Blair in the starring role? Oh, that would have been awesome. Out of calmed. Last house on the left too, though. Yeah, you probably would have to just restart with like a whole new cast, a whole new story, right? Hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Glendale Mitsubishi. Hell yeah, Chad. Yeah, I need I need to uh, I need to find some more Linda Blair movies from this time period. Even though even though like it's supposedly not really a good movie, and I don't remember it being that good. I think I want to buy Hell Night now just to see her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it kind of sucks. I was looking at her filmography like a couple years after this. Like she was doing real, just kind of like nothing movies. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Like like if if I was like somebody producing big movies and I would have seen this, I would have been like, That's a star right there. Like she gets naked and she's a great actress. Like what more could you ask for? Exactly. These fucking beta Hollywood guys. And now she just is all into animal charities and stuff. But what can you do? Oh yeah. I mean that's a good that's a good cause, but I just wish we could see her in more movies, you know. She needs to save the dogs naked. Oh, I'm sure she does that. She's, oh, yeah. she's another one that uh, the older she got, the more buff she got. I don't really mm. get why women do that, in all honesty. But... Steady diet of fucking uh, Chad. Jeans. <laughs> keeps you, you You can't keep body weight, body fat on. You, you just get muscular. Mm. Like She looks like she could play Sarah Connor at this point in time. Exactly. Oh yeah. So uh this uh being the last episode of March around this time, what do you have going on, Zach, on your other f- endeavors? Oh man, uh I don't know. We just we just going for it, baby. We're just going with the flow. Yeah. You've been doing a lot more of uh, game streaming, haven't you? Hell yes, uh, we we tr- the original uh, idea was to try to do it once a week, like usually on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes like stuff comes up, and usually like even if like they can't do it, I'll try to do something. Yeah. Then, like, sometimes I'm just like, ah oh, man, I don't know if I'm if it's just me or myself. It'll it's got too much, you know. It'll just probably go to shit because I I suck at like. Being entertaining with nobody else there. 
Yeah, I really like the little segment you did by yourself, game streaming. Though the thing, I, the I, like, I'm I'm kind of addicted to the live streams. Like, there's something weird, even like when I watch it back, you know, afterwards or whatever on YouTube. Like, it's almost like live TV. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, exactly. And I like that uh, that Mac and Aaron usually look like they're being held against their will when they do it. <laughs> exactly. Like twenty then, minutes in, they're like, "Oh, are we gonna wrap this up? When is yeah, uh, how much yeah, longer we got?" Yeah, this 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 twenty five hour game uh, that you're twenty minutes into. <laughs> exactly. Is I was wondering though, like, is there a reason why you guys uh, stream a game instead of just like stream yourselves? You know what I mean? Like, um, yes, yeah, a game just yes, yeah, something to like have play. I get we don't on. really need. Yeah, we don't really need to. We could just yeah. be our three screens up there and just talk about random stuff. We've done that before too. Yeah, but it's it, what? What do you think? Because uh, I'm curious. Because I like. I mean, I get. I get why people who like they don't do anything but game stream. I get why they do it. I'm just curious why you guys do it. Uh, does the gaming aspect draw in more people? You think or what? I don't know. Yeah, I think that that might be why we started. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if it does or not, though. It's interesting, though. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, but uh, like, what's what's all the what's all your different endeavors you got going on? You got Macazac Save the World. Hell yes. You Fucking got AKA Cum Junkies, AKA yeah. Cum Sock Kids. <laughs> Cum Sock Kids. Then you also got. You, like you're pretty much, I would say you're the brand manager of the Revival House Network, wouldn't you say? Yeah, kind of. Not by choice. It just kind of happened. Happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that the, that's kind of like the umbrella under which uh, you have um, uh, behind BTM. You have Cinema Enema. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know what show I like, and uh, unfortunately you you can't create this show. But I like the deep end with the uh, Aaron Lipscomb. Hell yeah! It sucks he only does like one episode a, a year or whatever he does. But the ones I've seen, or I should say, listen to, it's an audio podcast. I like it. It's interesting. Do you hear the first one where I cried? No. You hear that first episode? Why did you cry? You'll have to listen to okay. it. Okay. It got super serious. Yeah. Damn. He started calling me all these names. He was bullying the fuck. No, it wasn't like that. It was like, yeah. <laughs> he, was <it> was... <laughs> he was bullying you over a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time it was like, fuck it. Uh, I, I was so used to playing the character when we do a podcast. Yeah. And like all of a sudden it was real. And like, yeah, he was have to listen to it. He caught you off guard with pure naked emotion. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I like there was one that you guys threw up that I think was supposed to be like a pilot for another show, but you guys kind of abandoned. It. But I, but I, like I thought it was one of your best things ever. You guys kind of did like a paranormal podcast where uh, mm-hmm. Aaron talked about he lived in haunted houses and shit, and all these little like ghosts would try to grab him out of his bed at night. Like that shit was riveting to me. Mm-hmm. He ended up uh, redoing the the ghost stories for an, uh, another uh, deep end episode, and we were actually talking recently because like we haven't done uh, he hasn't done deep end in a long time, and it's like well the last one we did was at the very start of the the you know coronavirus stuff. It's like yeah. what are we gonna talk about now? It's still going on. It's still dominating the news. 
And I was like, we could do like a part two to uh, ghost stories. And he's like, yeah, we should. So like we expect that sometime soon. And what's going on? I was always under the impression that Riverman bailed, but he keeps coming back. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's usually busy with the kids and the wife, but every once in a while he just kind of gets like, "Hey, let's do it. Let's yeah. do a podcast." And sometimes it's while we're in the middle of getting ready to do one, and it all works out. And like he does, <laughs> like pickup videos and yeah. stuff. Hell yeah! But my favorite. <laughs> One was when he picked the Poughkeepsie tapes, mm-hmm. and then he was like, I don't even know why I picked this. I don't like it. He, I think he said, like, he'd never seen it before. Like, I was, like, they hated it way more than I did. Yeah. I didn't hate it nearly as much as they did. I gotta admit, I saw it for the first time, like, maybe a year ago. And and like and then I bought it and I really wanted to do an episode on it and then you guys like did it and I was just like oh like you know and like I don't even know why I thought this but I was like oh it sucks I missed my chance you know because they they did episode like we would be somehow competing or something you know what I mean hell no yeah man. so I went ahead and did it, did it last August and like I'm actually this is no joke Zach it was my highest downloaded show of 2020 it was it, it, I swear to God it was. So I think I think there's still like a lot of like curiosity about that movie out there, you know what I mean? It, how many years was it on the shelf? Oh geez, it was supposed to come out like oh seven or something or something like that, and it didn't come out till Blu-ray. I think there was like some weird shit like 2011. It got like a pay-per-view release on Directv, and I mm-hmm. want to say Screen Factory put it out like 2018 ish. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, because I, cause I saw it, like, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot this was out, so I rented it from Netflix, and they only had the DVD for some reason, which I don't even get, because you can't even buy the DVD separately, you have to buy it with the Blu-ray, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, damn, I was like, I was like, I better get this movie before it goes out of print or some shit happens, you know, so, like, I bought it, like, I've seen the movie about three times, I personally really enjoy it, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only thing that I have with that is like the VHS is super fake. <laughs> like for VHS, some, yeah. For some reason, they do a video effect where like the 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 colors are constantly like turning like green and purple, like on the video, mm. and it's like yeah. swirling around. Like I'm like VH, VHS looks kind of like blurry and washed out, but it don't, it don't like move. It don't have grain in it. Like, it was mm. just weird. Like, Mm-hmm. Like they try to make it look like it was like a tape that had been taped over like fifty times or something. But yeah, it's like yeah. you like make thirty copies duplications, but eh, VHS doesn't really look like that. Eightieth generation VHS. Yeah. That that the guy then cummed on or something. Mm-hmm. I think by eightieth generation it would just be fuzz. It would be. It would, yeah. <laughs> It would look like the uh, porno channels or whatever H or Playboy channel on cable, like in the '80s. If you didn't subscribe to it, and it was just fuss. <laughs> I remember somebody made a YouTube video where they they basically went generation by generation, showing the same exact part from. I think it was like a music video. Oh, wow! And it was, it was it gets like to basically just fuzz really quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's it. Any any last words about Savage Streets? I know it's a personal favorite of yours, Zach. It's a good time. I, one of my favorite genres. It's a simple story. Just revenge story with some hot bubs.
Pretty much, that's it. Exactly. So, everybody, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for always uh, supporting the podcast. Uh, lots of downloads. The last two months, Zach, have been the the highest uh, download numbers since Hell we yeah. uh, switched over to the Podbean and looking at the statistics there. So, since 2017, we've had our highest numbers in the last two months. So, we appreciate everybody listening. Very Chad. All Chads, I'm sure. Oh, exactly. All our listeners have very high tea. All Chads and Stacy's listening mm-hmm. to the fucking graveyard. Diamond hand listeners only. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Till next time, we'll see you again soon. Right back here in the movie graveyard. Dog.